the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thomas Fortino and Brian Uselding are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and AM560 The Answer Radio are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with the professionals specializing in the field of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their individual situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Now stay tuned for the Alpha Wealth Hour, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m., right here on AM560, The Answer. It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that brings together the trilogy of estate, tax, and retirement planning. The show that teaches you how to make all the right moves with regard to money-making, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to thrive through the financial chaos? Here are your hosts, Tom Fortino and Brian Uselding. Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Today, we're going to talk about something that most of you own, most of you are familiar with. But do you truly understand what you have? Because there's, as, as in many things, there are pros and cons. There are pitfalls that you need to be aware of. What am I talking about? I'm talking about mutual funds. Uh, and why is this important? Well, according to the Investment Company Institute, the percentage of U.S. households owning mutual funds grew eightfold in the 80s and the 90s and has held steady for the past 15 years, averaging about 45% since 2000. And in mid-2014, 43% of all households owned mutual funds. The estimated 90 million people who own mutual funds uh, belong to all age and income groups, have a variety of financial goals, and buy and sell mutual funds through four principal sources, investment professionals, employer-sponsored plans, 401Ks and 403Bs, and so on, fund companies directly, and fund supermarkets. In other words, there's a good chance you own a mutual fund. And what you should you be aware of, and why is this important? Again, I'm going to get into this because what we do as a firm is we want to provide knowledge. We want to provide understanding and empower you because over the long term, well, let me give you an example here. Let me just show you one. Um, it says over the 20 years, if someone had $500,000 in an average stock and mutual fund, uh, the investor would have, their investment would have grown to $1.3 million. This is over 20 years. And if they put their money simply in an index, that 500000 would have grown to $2.9 million. That's a $1.6 million difference. You think that's important? This is just one aspect of what we're talking about. What about the fees that we're paying in some of these funds? In fact, I would argue that we don't even know what those fees are. Look, if you had the opportunity to buy a, uh, a, an investment, and we talk about index versus funds, and I'll, by the way, too, I'm going to offer some information as we do every week, and I'm also going to, a week from today, we have our Truth About Mutual Funds workshop that you can attend. So I'm going to give that information in just a second. 
But what I hope you can come away with today, and that's why when we talk about these things, and I say it every week, please get out a pen and a pencil, pen or a pencil, or whatever writing tool you use to use. I guess today, if you're very young, you just get on one of those iPads or whatever. Boy, I sound old. Anyway, and you can just type it in, but uh, or the notebooks, right? But uh, there are going to be some ideas today that I am certain will make a difference in how you look at things and uh, and maybe make a change in your plan. That Because the things we talk about today, the sooner they're put in place, the more of an impact they're going to have on your financial well-being. Um, so this is today we're going to focus primarily on mutual funds. But if we talk about just fees, let's talk about that aspect of it. There's so many aspects there to get into, and we'll get into them in more detail. But what if I said to you, you can own um, you know, a, a, a mutual fund that charges 1%. And by the way, many of them charge more than that. But let's say it char- they charge 1%. But you could also own an index fund that is, in most cases, outperformed, which I'm going to talk about that in a second, for 0.1%. That's right, one-tenth of 1%. Which one would you own? Well, I think the answer is pretty obvious. But think about this. If you could save 1% per year <laughs> over a 20-year period, this is now, performance aside, now we're talking about fees, you know, you think about it. If you have two hundred thousand dollars in a retirement account, one percent—that's two thousand—and consider every year it grows two thousand a year. Now the next year, maybe it's twenty-two hundred. Now stop piling on. over a ten, twenty-year period. You know, we're talking thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year just in fees. Do you see why this is impactful? I talked to, to you about the performance numbers too before. There's all of these things really we got to cut through to understand what does it mean when I own a mutual fund, and more—I don't say more importantly, but. It also, this is important, too, is what are my options, right? And we're going to talk about exchange-traded funds as well today. So there's so much to get into. But let me do this. Before we get started, I just want to kick it off with a couple things. One is if you want the truth about mutual funds report, we also are going to we'll add some supplemental things in there, again, to help you and understand what you own. Um, we'll get those out to you. We'll get that out to you because it's going to be interesting. You're going to learn about transaction fees and, and just what are the management fees and Inside these funds, what are, what could you possibly pay? And also, you can it'll give you the tools to start looking up. You know, you can go into your retirement accounts and pull up these mutual funds, um, and start looking at some of these things and understanding them. We'll find it, send that out. But also, you can register for our mutual fund, the Truth About Mutual Funds workshop, where we're going to get into this in more detail. I'm telling you, it's very very uh, informative. It's an educational workshop, and it's free. And and as well, you can get the uh, the report. As I said, if you give us a call. And again, this is next Saturday, October 22nd, I believe. Yes. Uh, 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185 to attend the workshop. Um, And as I said, we'll have a lot of information there. We're going to get into these things in more detail. But let me get back to this understanding what a mutual fund is. And the the probability that you own one is very high, of course. As I just mentioned, uh, 90 million people own mutual funds today. And um, and let's understand what your options are, um, and understand what the what uh, what you can do about it. So when we talk about a mutual funds, one of the things we want to take a look at, and again, I'm going to walk through this little by little. Um, understand when you are in a mutual fund, it's really a basket of 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 stocks or bonds. Okay, um, and so the one thing about that is, and there's there's fees that are that are uh, that are in these funds that you need to be aware of. But if I said to you, look. I'm going to give you an option. One of the things you want to look at, you could go to Google Finance and you go to Yahoo Finance and you can look some of these things up. So I want to give you some things that you want to take a look at in your mutual funds. If I said to you, okay, you have two funds. They each each uh, 
have an 8% average return, okay, 8% per year, which, where would you put your money? You have two different funds, 8%. Well, many people would say, well, I put, you know, diversification, right? I'll put half in this fund, I'll put half in that fund. But what if I said the one fund that gets 8% average year, there's a probability that it could go down 30% in one year. It has a very high, much higher volatility. What would you say then? Okay, so these are some things we want to start looking at. This is one thing, and you might want to ask your, um, you might want to ask your advisor, or you know, take a look yourself. Take a look. It's called standard deviation. What is the volatility of your portfolio? You know, the Fidelity Contra Fund, which is, I think most would agree, and I think it's a five star fund if you look at Morningstar, and it has averaged around that amount over the last ten years. Do you know in two thousand, um, two thousand eight, it was down almost forty percent, and so. These are things we need to understand. And, and then we get into the emotional aspect of owning funds. What happens um, when it's down 40%? Are you going to hold that fund? And this is where volatility comes into play. And so we, if we start to understand these things, and this, this is an analysis we go through with our clients or prospect, prospective clients that come into our offices, which certainly you're more than happy. We're going to go through these, and we uncover these things for you. We run the analysis. We show you the volatility in your portfolios. And understand, because emotionally, we're, we're hardwired, right? When we see things go down, and I can show you the chart, and this is things, again, we're going to go through in our workshop on Saturday. You know the mentality. I'm sorry. I'm, don't get mad, but most people buy high, right? The old adage is you buy low, you sell high. It's just, it's a fact. I'm sorry. Oh. I can show the statistics. Most people buy high <laughs> and they sell low because Mark's doing good. Time to get back in, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, fear and greed are huge, huge uh, you know, emotions that, that dictate a lot of our decisions, not just in investing, but we see it all the time when it comes to investing. Uh, market's doing well. We're hearing it on the radio. We're seeing it on, you know, CNBC. Our, our, we're hearing it from our friends how good their portfolios are doing. We want to get a taste. We want to wonder why our portfolio isn't keeping up with said market, said index, and maybe we start to get more aggressive or get more, like, like Tom said, uh, your standard deviation starts to go up as you try to chase returns. Then what happens? Well, the market corrects, the market sells off, and guess what? You're caught on the tail end of that swing. You don't get the ups without the downs with that standard deviation, with that volatility, and, and now you're, you're taking on way more risk than you wanted to, and you're, you're experiencing it all, and then your, your, your fear comes in, so you sell. You get out, and then the market ticks back up, and you missed all of that upside. Yeah. And also, a lot of times, people are looking at past performance to dictate all of their future decisions. They're saying, well, this fund did very well, so I should buy it because it did well. But again, that that's already happened. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's something that you man, should look mentality. at it, but it's not the end-all, be-all looking at to decide, oh, well, this fund did well in this year or in the past. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm picking it. Again, you have to look at it. You have to make decisions. You have to look at not only the individual fund, and sometimes it's okay to have a volatile fund in the portfolio uh, as long as your overall portfolio is within the standard deviation, within the volatility range that you're comfortable with. So you have to look at it yeah. all. Again, it's baseball season. We're watching Cubs games. You don't want every single player in your lineup to be swinging for the fences every time. You don't want everyone trying to be home run hitters. Sometimes you need those singles and doubles, those guys that can get on base yeah. and extend rally. So you need that in your portfolio as well. Well, here's the thing about volatility. And again, these are just the numbers. I'm talking about our emotions. This is where we want to – and here, here I'm going to include this Morningstar analysis too for you. I'll put it in with the truth about mutual funds. Report and you can take it to your advisors and, and look at some of these numbers. Start doing the analysis yourself or come in and see us. But the thing with volatility is, you know, the average mutual fund investor, again, this is done by Dalbar, uh, while the S&P over the last 20 years has averaged 9%, 
the average stock equity investor is, is average 5% because of emotions. And when you have volatility in your portfolios, you need to be able to define these numbers. People end up getting out when they shouldn't, and they get back in when they shouldn't. So get this information. Uh, get and Also, register for our workshop. It's next week, Truth About Mutual Funds, 800-748-3185, 800-748-3185. Coming up, we're going to talk about how do you pick funds and what does it mean if you're a five-star fund. Is that the answer? Listen to Tom and Brian and AM560, The Answer. Okay, today we're talking about something that I think almost everyone, I'm going to say everyone listening, this impacts you and uh, you own these things. We're talking about mutual funds. It's very common, especially in retirement plans or maybe through some advisors, all these different avenues where you have investments, you buy mutual funds. I'm, I'm not here to just totally say the mutual funds are bad. That's not a true statement, but you need to understand what you have. I gave the example of what we what we're paying in fees. I mean- um, if you look at this too, here's the other thing. Um, you know, it said here. This was from CNBC. It said this: uh, the skills and expertise of fund managers are supposed to give them the ability to select better stocks and bonds than an index. The problem is this hasn't been happening. A staggering 86 percent of active large cap fund managers have failed to beat their benchmarks in the last year, uh, according to the S and P 5 Dow Jones Indices Scorecard released. And no one, and and no, that wasn't a one-off blip. Nearly 89% of those fund managers underperformed their benchmarks because we can say, oh, it's a one-time over the past five years, and 82% did the same over the last decade. So, I mean, those are the numbers, and so we're saying, why do I buy mutual funds? You know, some, there's reasons for this, but, you know, some of it is fees, um, and we want to get you informed. That's why we offered the mutual fund report. I'm also going to re- – we'll also include the analysis report in there, too, that you can use. Um, it's a sample analysis. This is It has the things that you want to start looking at. What is your allocation in your investments? What is your risk? I talked about standard deviation. What is it's you know is it uh, if you if you look at two different funds and they both have an eight percent annual return on average over the past 10, 20 years, that's great. So which one do I buy? Well, if I have one I, that I know can be go down as much as thirty percent or has twice the, the volatility or deviation from the standard, obviously, I probably want to stay away from that one. The lower volatility. So these are things that you should be aware of. So I want to offer that information, and and you should also take advantage of your um, your um, the the opportunity to attend the workshop. Sorry, I think a phone was causing some static here. We're trying to move it here, but anyway, um, the uh, attend the workshop. You can give us a call. It's next Saturday. We're going to get into this in a lot more detail. We're also, which I want to get into today, is we're going to talk about a strategy, a system that actually can potentially and, and historically has increased your performance over 100%. I'm going to show you that system here. It's it's actually pretty simple and pretty interesting. And it gets back to we don't just stick with a plan. I, I mentioned that. These are all of these things that ultimately, as I said, I gave some of the examples. We're paying excessive fees. We are not sticking to a plan. We're, we've The average mutual fund investor in equities averages 5% when the index averages 9% over a 20-year period. This was done by Delbar. The average bond investor averages actually under 1% where bonds are close to 5 or 6%. Why is this happening? And so these are things we need to be aware of because ultimately what it does is it impacts our ultimately our retirement and our 
our way of life and all and 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 uh, you know the ability to enjoy the lifestyle we hope to enjoy in retirement maybe having to work some years maybe not being able to go on the vacations give to children and grandchildren that's why this stuff is so important when we talk about it that's why we want to get you informed on on what what creating this plan and avoiding these pitfalls and traps and and understand what you have when you have a mutual fund you need to understand this the analysis needs to be done yeah i think what's great about this show and and the report that we wrote uh, the truth about mutual funds and the upcoming workshop on october 22nd is the fact that most people own mutual funds sometimes it's in your own portfolio sometimes you don't have a choice because Predominantly inside of 401ks, you see a lot of mutual fund options. So again, if that's your only option, then you, you have to go with it. But it's important to understand how they work. What is a mutual fund? What is the makeup of it? So I think the biggest detriment to people is they don't understand what they own. They don't understand how these things should work. And when you don't understand something, it's very hard to stick through it, through the ups and downs. Right. It's very, You're banned in the plan. You just don't feel good about it. You don't understand it. So when things go down, you, you, it's easy to run away from. And that's why you you get the numbers that you do where the average investor is significantly underperforming uh, the indexes because they're constantly changing the planets at the wrong time. They're right. constantly you know, going to cash at the wrong time or buying at the wrong time. Well, if you have a better comfort level, a better understanding, you may be able to stomach some of that volatility or minimize that volatility before so, it even yeah, happens. it's much easier. Yeah. And it's easier to stick with the plan. Again, uh, it, it's important to understand if you own a large cap mutual fund and what, what that is, is it's a, it's a mutual fund that has to predominantly own large U.S. Uh, company stock. So when the U.S. company stock market, which is gauged by the S&P 500, is down and down significantly, that mutual fund is going to be down and down significantly. That manager can't run and hide. They can't yeah. raise a lot of cash. They have to be uh, over 90% invested for the most part in large cap right. stock. So they become, they want to try to hug that benchmark. They want to become the S&P 500. Well, when the S&P is down 37 and they're down 36 or 37, they're happy. They did their job. They matched that benchmark. But as an average investor, are you happy being down 36%? So it's important to understand yeah. what this mutual, what you own can and can't do. And then you can make the overall decisions. Maybe you should have yeah. limited your exposure to large cap uh, in, investments. Um, and, and that's why you should work with a financial financial advisor, you should have a plan yeah. that makes sense for you and your yeah. risk tolerances and goals. Well, you, you know, that's why we say you really have to understand your asset allocation. That's why we'll, we'll offer this sample. It's a uh, example of a Morningstar report analysis that you can take to your advisors or you probably can go online and run it yourself. Some of this is very eye-opening. You're going to realize, you may realize that you're overweighted in areas you did not realize. You may have much more risk than you thought of. It shows what your down years are going to be. I mean, when we talk about, I use the example Fidelity Contra Fund, which is this five-star fund, great fund. Everybody's heard of it. You know, uh, as Brian is saying, look, it has to stay invested. It cannot just decide to go to cash because it thinks the market's going to go down. You are in the market. If you pull up that, again, go to Yahoo, go to Google Finance, pull up the Fidelity Contra Fund. There's all kinds of information. You can look on it. You can see how it's performed every year. You can see what its standard deviation is. You can see its top 10 holdings. You can see it owns things like Johnson & Johnson and and uh, IBM, whatever they may be, you know, uh, Microsoft and, and McDonald's. This is what these companies own. They own stocks in there. So when the market was down in 2008, they got hit very hard. It's as good as, as good a fund as it is. The manager cannot decide to get out of the market. They have to stay in the market. So these are things you need to be aware of when you own a mutual fund. On top of that, you are paying these fees that you need to be aware of. This came out recently, and I do want to get into this in a second, too, about picking funds, you know. People look at the top funds the year before. I think Brian made a comment towards this, but it's it may be a number one fund one year, but the next year it's maybe down in the last quartile of funds. And so 
this is, and historically you'll see this, I do want to talk about that, but this just came out in the Wall Street Journal. It said the world's largest money manager is cutting fees in more than a dozen exchange-traded funds, another sign of the, some of the overhaul that's happening in this industry. Uh, BlackRock, okay, BlackRock has the, um, this e, these exchange-traded funds. The iShares, you'll see these are called iShares, uh, corporate S&P 500 ETF. They're going to put it down to the expense fee on this. So this is owning an index. If you want to have the stock market, instead of buying one stock or having a fund, you could buy a corporate S&P 500 ETF. The expense ratio is going to be 0.04. You heard me right. Four one-hundredths of 1%. That means you pay $4 on a $10,000 investment. Do you see why these things are important? Imagine that. And now we're saying, which I gave you the, the numbers from that CNBC study, or the CNBC report, uh, the Dow Jones study, that 86% of mutual fund managers underperform these indexes. So not only are you underperforming, you're paying a higher fee to underperform. You see, so this is why, again, um, let me offer this information, and then I want to, again, mention the registration. You can register online. You can also register for our Truth About Mutual Funds workshop, because I have so much more to get into here about these things. But you can give us a call for the reports, as well as the Morningstar reports, the analysis examples for you to start doing this analysis on your own or going to your advisor and getting it, finding out what you have. It's going to be eye-opening. And then registering for our workshop, Truth About Mutual Funds, 800. By the way, it's next Saturday. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. You'll have a good time. We're going to have coffee, some pastries, some fruit, of course, and yogurt. You can call Nuts. today and register. It's free. Or go to alphawealthgroup.com. You can click on the events tab, and you can actually register online as well, and it will reserve a spot for you as well. So we made it very easy yeah. for, for people to, to sign up and, and attend. And again, uh, we're seeing a great response to this because the majority of people own mutual funds. Uh, again, like whether it's through their 401ks, whether it's inside of their rollover yep. IRAs, whether it's inside of uh, their, their investable um, after-tax accounts, they have exposure to these, and they want to have a better understanding of it. And, and you should too, and that's why we've written the report. That's why we're doing the yeah. workshop because we think this knowledge and this information needs to get out there. Yeah, there's there's this information. You're going to be, as I said, we talked about this before, the sooner you do these things, the more of an impact it's going to have on your retirement plan it's going to have on your financial well-being. So give us a call. You can attend the workshop. You can go online. You can get this information. It's all free. You have no excuse. And as I said, you come to the workshop. We're going to have some pastries and some uh, coffee, and we'll have the multi-grain biscuits, but our, our multi-grain, by the way, I love people that say, oh, it's a uh, muffin. That's a multi-grain or something. That's healthy. No, it's not. It's just a big, it's a small cake. Let's be honest about it. Muffins are not good for you. But that's okay. They taste delicious. So come on, come to the workshop, attend, get some great information, have some nice, a nice time. It'll be enjoyable. 800 748 3185. We're talking about the aspect of owning mutual funds. I, I think just about everyone out there owns a mutual fund on some level. And um, there's, I don't want to say there's misinformation, but there's some confusion about it uh, as to what, well, certainly there's things that we, you know, we, that they don't even have to disclose transaction fees and certain internal costs that you're totally unaware of. Now, the management fee, you may say, well, it charges 1% a year. Well, there's additional costs that you're probably totally unaware of. We also mentioned the fact that. You know, according to that study, uh, 86% roughly 
of funds over a one, five, and 10-year period have underperformed the indexes. And you can buy an index fund. Um, so let's say you just want to own the stock market. You could buy an S&P index fund. I mentioned BlackRock now. They've reduced their iShares Core S&P 500 ETF to an annual fee of 0.04%. 0.04%. That's four one-hundredths of 1%. That's right. So it's $4 on a $10,000 investment. So these are things that, again, we want to be aware. I, I said at the beginning, what are our options? Well, here's an option for you if you own that. The other thing that's nice, maybe we should talk a little bit about ETFs and explain them. They're exchange-traded funds as opposed to mutual funds. I don't want to make the assumption. I know most of you probably are aware of them, but let's let's talk a little bit about those. By the way, Debbie, correct me if you were listening last week. I said muffins. You know, we're going to have muffins for our workshop, and um, and I don't care what you say. They're you know, we can pretend they're good for you. And she mentioned the flaxseed muffin. Was that it? Flaxseed. And I, my response was, well, no, but maybe, maybe. Yeah. Just, not, not, I don't know about healthy. It's not as bad for you. As, as bad. There you go. It's all so, relative. It's all, it's relative. all relative. We'll have fruit as well. So Yes. You know. Coincidentally, I refer to my wife as my little muffin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I'm not that corny. But uh, here we go. Let's talk about these mutual funds um, and what you should be aware of them. And then, the, as I said, what are the options? Does it make more sense to own exchange-traded fund? We've talked about the fees. Now, exchange-traded fund, unlike a mutual fund, you talk about these transaction fees and the internal costs because they're continuously trading. Um, not continuously, but there's a turnover ratio to this is another nut thing that you can look at. If it turns, if the turnover ratio is 100, it means that the entire portfolio turns over in one year. 200 means it turns over twice. But these are fees. That, there's trading fees. There's costs here. And when you're buying, that they're buying in these big blocks of a million and so on at a time, million shares here and there, it actually there's a cost there because the price of the uh, underlying stock can go up as they're buying it. There's all of these things that we were unaware of that are happening in mutual funds. Now, exchange-traded funds, by the way, um, they uh, are what are called passive. So they own a basket of either stocks, a basket of bonds. They're not doing the trading. They're an index. And so a couple of things happen there. Number one, you don't have all these transaction fees. If it's four-tenths of 1% or four-one-hundredths of 1%, that's your fee. The other thing that we didn't mention or we should mention, and we talked about end-of-year planning last year from a tax standpoint. Stealing the, the words out of my mouth. Oh, okay, well, there you go. But uh, <laughs> right, this is what we call, you know, you don't have these, uh, you're not going to see these short-term cap gains or long-term cap gains or taxable events that occur yeah. in funds. I think nothing makes people angrier than not only losing money in a mutual fund, but getting hit with a tax taxable uh, event inside of that loss as well. Like, oh, yeah, you lost uh, 7% this year, but you owe some money for taxes because we sold some things that were actually up and you had some yeah. gains and here's your 1099. So now you lost money and you're paying tax as well and you're just like, well, this doesn't add up. But again, that comes back to turnover and, 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 and transactions. I don't know the transaction costs associated with that, but there's going to be taxable consequences if you're in a taxable account. Again, if you're in an IRA or Roth, that, that's not as concerning. But it's important to understand. Again, we're not we're not saying mutual funds are bad investment vehicles. It's important to understand what the vehicle is and understand when it is and maybe may yeah. not be the most prudent choice for you. There's other options out there. Sometimes a mutual fund's the best option. Sometimes there's a fund yeah. that can do something that a, that you need a little more active management and that a passive ETF won't be able to give you, and then it's a good fit. But if you're looking for just a more longer term uh, investment solution, exchange traded funds may be a better option for you. And it's important to understand a mutual fund and exchange traded fund, the similarities and the differences. 
Yeah. So the, there's again benefits to the exchange. Number one, there's the other thing. That's one example. The fees. We gave another example. The tax uh, efficiency is another uh, benefit. The other benefit that you may want to consider is that they trade like a stock. Look, if you want to trade it right now, you can make a call. Well, not now, but <laughs> during the trading day, you make a call at ten o'clock. You can trade it immediately like a stock. You cannot do that with a mutual fund. You have to wait till end of day when all trades settle. So that's another thing uh, that you may want to consider. So there's all of these things. So you could buy, and there's ETFs. There's this proliferation of them. You can buy ETFs. And I'm going to talk about a strategy here in a minute that you uh, want to be ready to write this down because it uh, it's a plan. It's a strategy that's outperformed dramatically. But um, the ETFs, again, understand what the pros and cons are to owning these ETFs. And if you can, instead of maybe buying a large cap fund, you buy a S&P index fund. Instead of buying a bond fund, you buy a bond ETF. You can own those as well. And again, uh, I think the, the bond ETF for iShares, again, Barclays, which is one of the largest ETF providers or exchange traded funds to buy, the aggregate bond uh, is going to 0. 0.05. So you can buy the uh, iShares U.S. aggregate bond exchange traded fund for five one hundredths of 1%. So this is a way you can make up a very, very... Uh, I hate to use the term diversified, but whatever, uh, depending on where you're at, I guess, is you can create a portfolio with all these ETFs, and it can be very powerful. So think about some of these ideas. Get the mutual fund report, the Morningstar analysis. We do have to explain what that means. I know Brian told me to. And register for our workshop. Coming up next Saturday, the truth about mutual funds, 800-748-3185, 800-748-3185. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're talking about mutual funds. We hear a lot about them. I, there's, you know, in most cases, I, I think I cited the uh, investment company uh, institute that said there's 93 million people that own mutual funds. The probability of own mutual fund is pretty high. So we want to cover this and help you understand it. That's what we do as a firm. Now, we are an investment advisor. We do portfolio management. We also, um, you know, do estate tax and investment planning, all retirement planning. We're retirement planning specialists, but... You know, every show we want to try to impart some ideas on, and we have to sometimes get more specific. And everybody's situation is unique. But today, again, I talked about some of the pitfalls to understanding your mutual funds. The end result is why is it important? Number one, it can mean over your your lifetime, certainly your your working years, hundreds of thousands of dollars of of uh, lower returns. If your fees one percent or over one percent, um, and you're giving up one percent every year, those numbers become huge. Okay. Um, so we need to understand that. What about risk and volatility? Uh, understanding those things. So there's a lot of things we need to understand. You know, I just I mentioned then that, that report. Eighty six percent of mutual funds underperform their indexes. Here's one other example I'm going to give you, and then I want to make an offer here. What about just picking good mutual funds? Now I mentioned Morningstar. Morningstar is maybe the largest data uh, uh, firm on financial data out there. And so, uh, you know, there's all types of information they provide. They do all types of analysis. We use them. Most people in this industry, if they're worth their salt, they should be using them. But here's the thing. Sometimes you say, uh, what about if I buy the best mutual funds from the following year? This, this was an interesting, uh, you know, study that was done by them. It looked at the top 100 mutual funds. How many of them were in the top 100 the following year? I mean, I'll just give you a couple of years. So this one all the way back to 1998. The next year out of the top 100, the first year, six of them were still in the top 100. 
Uh, you know, in 2002 to 2003, one the next year. From 2002 to 2003, I can go all the way up to 2010 and 2011. Out of the top 100, one fund was left in that top 100 the next year. The next year, two of them. So you can see this rearview mirror, and I think Brian mentioned it too. Does that make sense to be saying, hey, this was one of the top funds of 2016 or 2015? That may not be, and and the data shows, probably not the best way to be picking your funds. Um, And then, again, you have to keep all these other things into into keeping account the fact that you're paying potentially paying fees, take into effect the volatility. What did it do in 2008? How did it perform in some down years? These are all the things you want to be looking at. Um, Let me do this. I'm going to make a special offer right now because we've talked about understanding what your risk levels are. I gave the example. If you have two two funds that both perform at 8%, but one has twice the volatility, well, you know, of course you're going to want to pick the one with the slower volatility. Um, Keep the emotion. It, it, It allows you to stick with your plan. Uh, all of these things, we'll look at risk, we'll look at fees, we'll look at everything, we'll look at your asset allocation, your correlation. You're going to walk out of there knowing as well as what's your probability of being successful and meeting your retirement goals. This is all available to you. So if you want to take advantage of this, give us a call. We'll meet you at any one of our Chicago land. You'll meet with myself or Brian in one of our Chicago land offices. We have offices in Oakbrook, Schaumburg, Northbrook, and downtown. Uh, and again, you'll do this full analysis. You have no excuse. And as I mentioned before, the urgency, the sooner you do this, the better result is gonna, it's going to have on your plan down the road. Uh, so give us a call for that. Again, it's a comprehensive review. You can even take it back to your advisor. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. And if you have something that's good, we're going to tell you. Sometimes it's just very small changes. I've used the phrase before, small hinges move big doors. You know, you may find one or two things that are holding back your plan or that are, have, can have a big impact. These are things that we'll uncover for you. So it's a great opportunity, and there's no charge. Why not take advantage of it? 800-748-3185. You're going to understand, you know, again, what draggers may be to the portfolio, what's your overall volatility or standard deviation of your overall portfolio. As you can see how it did in the best 12 months, the best three months. You can see how it did in the worst three months, the worst 12 months. And is that something you're comfortable with? And if you're not comfortable with it, well, then maybe it makes sense to make some subtle changes to get on a level that you're comfortable with, something that you could stick through the long term. Because we just went, as Tom just said, it's not the short-term results because they change so much in year to year. It's that long-term results that's going to give you the success that you ultimately need, whether that means to retire at the time you want to retire, whether it means to be able to gift uh, to your children, whether it means a couple extra vacations, whether that means, uh, again, retiring early. These are the things that can lead up to that. These are or, Or just the peace of mind that yeah, you have a plan in place that makes sense. And when you hear all this noise, and, and a lot of times that's just what it is. It's the noise that we hear. It's the yeah. proliferation of the doom and gloom or things are great. And a lot of times, again, it's somewhere in the middle. But when you hear all that noise, it's not going to, it's not going to, you know, make the, the, hair on the back of your neck stand up because you have a plan and you're comfortable with that plan. So again, if that's why it's a great offer, you're going to get a much better understanding of where you stand today, how that fits into your overall financial goals, and what if any you know tweaks or changes you may need to make. And like yeah. Tom said, a lot of times, well, the majority of the time, it's just some small changes here or there. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's maybe using a little more exchange-traded funds and mutual funds or changing the overall uh, the, the riskier funds down to something that has a little lower yeah. volatility but has the same overall return. There's just these little things you can do to get you right back on track and, and feel good yeah and it's just like it's that financial checkup you know if you want to diagnose the problem this is how you diagnose the problem if you want to make a solution you got to you first have to understand where there might be some issues and then address them so take advantage of that and and certainly 
I'm going to tell you again, if you haven't heard us, we have a workshop coming up next Saturday. Uh, we're going to get in a lot more of this into detail. It's a very informal event. It's, it's a nice event. You'll learn something. You'll come out of there. We always get great feedback from these events. Um, and, you know, we'll share any questions you may have. We have some coffee and donuts and pastries and fruit. I think we even have yogurt. Uh, so give us a call uh, if you want to attend that or come in for one of these, uh, what I would call a portfolio x-ray. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. Coming up, I mentioned I would talk. I'm going to try to get into this in our next segment about the five investments, strategies, five investments that you use. Uh, and we'll get into that when you get when we come back here on AM560, The Answer. I promised I would get into this example. We're talking about mutual funds today, exchange-traded funds, understanding the differences, the pros and cons, trying to minimize fees, trying to get more growth, trying to put a plan in place, understanding your risk. You should know all of these things. And if you're not getting this information and this advice from who you're currently with, certainly we want to get this information to you. We've offered the mutual fund reports. We've offered um, the complete portfolio x-ray to come into one of our offices. You meet with us personally. And we also have the workshop. You know what? All of this is free. You have no excuse. I'm sorry. Uh, so give us a call if you want the mutual funds reports and if you want to attend this workshop, 800-748. By the way, the workshop's next Saturday. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. I'm going to be very quick with this because I only have a few minutes. But if you have a chance, write this down. And this is an example where you write down about having a plan. Five possible investments, and you can use all ETFs. U.S. stocks, you can use S&P EF ETF an international ETF, a real estate ETF, a commodity ETF, and a bond ETF. Five possible exchange-traded funds that you could buy. Stocks, U.S., international, real estate, commodities, and bonds. All you have to do, this is a strategy, hold the funds when they were up over the past 6 and 12 months. So you take the 6-month performance, 12-month performance, add them together. So if it's up 6% over 6 months, 12% over 12, it's up 18. You do all five of these. And then what happens is you overweight the strongest one. So the one that's up the most over 6 and 12 months, give that the highest weighting out of these five. And so what happens is if you break it down, put 30% in the best one, best highest performance, 25% in the next one, 20% in the next one, 15% in that, and 10. The five, these five investments, and you do this every month, checks the 6 and 12 month performance, do you know you'll outperform the S&P, this was done as a study over a 14-year period from 2000 to 2014. You know, this model did 10.7% versus a stock only of 4.8, which meant your stock was up to maybe two. If you had 100000 and you just put it in the index, S&P, it would have been up to 200000 This This plan, would have put, you would have been up to 400000 So over 100% performance just by having this plan in place. So someone would say, why wouldn't I do that? Why don't people do it? We've talked about this already, Brian. Volatility, years that it might not outperform. People just have difficulty sticking to a plan. And if you have a plan, that's one of the things I hope one of the takeaways today is certainly you want to test the plan, but then try to stick to the plan. And it's easier to stick to the plan if you understand what you have, how these things work, and this is what the information we want to impart people today. So think about some of these ideas we, we covered today. 
Absolutely. Again, it, it, it's what we do as an advisory firm is we help create that plan. We help people stick to that plan. We help them keep informed in, in, in regards to what's going on in the plan so they can keep up that comfort level because there's no plan out there that exists. Even the, the one Tom outlined, which if you look back at four years ago, why wouldn't I do that? There was times in that plan when it was underperforming. There's times when people anything that you own is going to go through a, a tough stretch. Nothing's going to be correct 100% of the time. Right. And it's sticking through that. It's understanding that. It's having faith in that plan. Uh, that is ultimately going to lead to your success. Sometimes you need that advisor. You need that coach that's going to help you understand that, that's going to see you through that. And uh, sometimes it may also be having that plan B to know that when things do go really, really bad, there is a plan in place. It's not just that old, oh, we'll see it through and, and it always gets better yeah. that we always hear. You do need sometimes to have an exit strategy and a plan B, which we incorporate as well. So we give you the best of both worlds. You have that long-term plan that helps give you peace of mind and commitment because you also know that there's a back-end strategy so you won't lose more than you're comfortable with. Combining those together creates financial success. Yes, success is what it's about, meeting your goals and your dreams. Give us a call if you want to attend the workshop next Saturday, the truth about mutual funds, or if you want any of the information we offer or want to come in and see us, 800-748-3185, 800-748-3185. As always, everyone have a blessed week, and let's get to work. The Alpha Wealth Hour. Presented by the Alpha Wealth Group will return next Saturday at 9 a.m. For information or the questions about any of the content of the show, or to speak with Tom or Brian, call 800 748 3185. That's 800 748 3185. And be sure to tune in next week. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.